we're back another episode of the hoop genius podcast the one and only show that you need to listen to every day presented by nba 2k22 i'm your host mo mootsi the one they call the hoop genius and alongside my co-host as always the three-time nba champion mr bj armstrong bj how you doing today aka mo no gimmicks hey <laughs> new one i like that i like that no gimmicks <laughs> just buckets that's okay. it that's it that's it but i'm doing well bro i'm doing well i saw that joel mb mm-hmm. we going there right away Jokic. we going, going there right, right there mo we not messing around we not messing around mo i gotta get a big fella Jokic credit i gotta get the big fella credit when you say credit, he stepped in the building. I know he stepped in the building in Philly, no less. There was some haymakers thrown. Mm-hmm. There was some jabs thrown. There was this was a heavyweight battle. The big fella Joel MB came out and threw some haymakers. He mm. threw some punches that would have knocked a lot of people down for the count. Yep. But the big fella Yoki said, I can take it. <laughs> and he came back and played one of the great floor games. I don't even know what kind of game it was. It was a great game. It wasn't it, it, it wasn't was his best statistic. No, yeah, it, it wasn't was... his best statistical game, but it was just a great game. It was just a great game. And I gotta give Jokic credit. And yep. you know what I like more than anything? Did you see those two embrace after the game? The respect they have, even before the game. Did you hear their interviews yes, before the yes, game? Yes, They are yeah. both huge fans of each other. So this is what I yeah. want to say is, it's important we respect both. And yes. One down. No, no, this is great. But to, to see the two elite big men, because in my lifetime, I've never seen live and direct two elite bigs Oh, going out wow. like this. Oh, wow. I've watched tapes of the old school big man. Be, you got to understand I was born in the 90s. So by the time it came to the 2000s, you'd have like Shaq going up against Ben Wallace. But that's not the same as this because Ben Wallace was never a scorer in the same way that Shaq was. So it's never a battle of two bigs. And then big men got frozen out of the game completely. And now they're back. So I loved it. For you guys who didn't watch it, the Sixers were up by 19 points. Nikola Jokic remained unfazed, came back. Unfazed. But we also want to shout out to Bones Highland. Busy Bones. Yeah. Sean Highland had a huge game. Best game of his career so far. I told everyone he was one to watch from the draft this year, and he showed it why last night. But it's Wednesday, so you guys know what that means. It's time we talk MVP. And I think perfect timing that the two leading MVP candidates went up against each other. And then, may I add, we saw Giannis Antetokounmpo, the third MVP candidate, go up against the defensive player of the year and drop, what did he drop, 33? Light and work, it was the Mo. first I win. Mean, it was the work, first win work. that Milwaukee has ever had in Utah since when? 2001, did I hear? Did, did, I, did I hear that correct? Yep. It was when Giannis Antetokounmpo was six years old. So he wow. came out. And he absolutely did what he did. I would say absolutely went off because it was just another night in the life. Giannis had 30, 15, 4. And, you know, he played a great game. The Milwaukee Bucks came away with the win. But, DJ, we talk about the MVP every Wednesday now on the show. I need your top three in order going from three to one. 
Mo, as you know, this MVP this year changes every day by the minute. It changes by the minute. It's not even every day. That's <laughs> it changes by the minute. Okay, Mo. I have it tied right now. No, 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 Jokic and Embiid are right there. Jokic and Embiid I, I need are the right answer. there. I need an answer. No, I'm giving you the answer. Mo, Jokic and Embiid are right there. Okay. I can't take Giannis out because I can't overlook. He gets 30 and I'm like, eh. He keeps doing this. Like, Mo, Every night. I, I, I want to recognize excellence when I see it. Yes. I'm not going to discredit him. Okay. But Embiid, but Embiid and and Jokic, they're running neck and neck. Okay, but I don't if, know what's if, going if, to happen if these last ten games. The season ended now, and you were given a ballot by the people at the NBA, and you had to give a first place vote. Who gets the first place vote? By the skin on my chinny chin chin. Hmm. I'm going to give it to Joel Embiid. Why? But because he is putting up MVP numbers. His team is currently in second place. I think they have a chance this year to win the entire championship. I think they have a chance. I just think he overall has played at such, he's been such a dominant force from start to finish. However, Joel, M, I mean, Nikola Jokic, Jokic, Nikola Jokic, Mr. I want to put some respect on that man's game. That man made some plays last night. I said, wow, I have to recognize when I am seeing something that's so incredible but I don't see it like I can't forget. He's not playing with Jamal Murray. He's not playing with Michael Porter Jr. And he's just, he's got the train moving Mo. Yeah. Mo and Mo. If he continues down this path, I would not be surprised if he wins back to back MVP because Mo he's doing it. Now I think it's, at this moment, if you ask me who I'm going to place my vote for, I'm going to say Joel Embiid. But when I tell you it's it's slim, Mo, they're they to me they're neck and neck right they now. Are, they Any, are. It's, but, they are. I mean, this is this is this is this is this is great stuff. If I'm placing my vote right now, the vote's going okay. to Nikola Jokic. You say Embiid's and putting up why? MVP what? No, no. numbers. Why, Mo? I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you. Embiid's putting up MVP numbers. Jokic is putting up better numbers than Embiid. The only ones that Joel Embiid leads in is scoring because he's averaging two more points per game, three more points per game, and maybe half a block more per game. But the well, rest can of I it... Say something? Can I say, mm-hmm. can I say something mm-hmm. more? Can I say something mm-hmm. real quick? Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Let's not do stats. Okay. Okay. You, but, but you began your answer. When I asked you why Joel Embiid, you said he's putting up MVP numbers. Okay. Let me correct myself. He is being so dominant on both ends of the court. I think he's the most impactful player 
in the entire NBA at the moment. Okay. 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 When I say, when, I, when I think he's the most impactful player. You, you said numbers. Meaning, so I, I okay. Okay. Numbers. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. When, when I, when I mean numbers, there are a lot of players who are putting up numbers on bad teams. Of course. There's only one number that matters. The win column. And there we have it because. Okay. Last night, the Sixers were up big and Jokic wasn't phased. He came back and the Nuggets won that game. Okay. So if this is a head to head, this is a match. The matchups do count in this. We all know the whole world was watching the battle of the MVPs. Jokic came away with the win. Let's look at last week. You've traded for James Harden now and you get destroyed by the 10th seed Brooklyn Nets. And I get everyone's going on to Harden about him missing shots and getting shut down. But if you are the MVP, there's no way you're letting your team get run up by that much. And then just a couple of weeks before that, they lost by 50 to the Boston Celtics. That's with Joel Embiid on the court playing. So for those reasons, I can't give it to Joel Embiid over Nikola Jokic. And also I want to add this to the fact. Joel Embiid's supporting cast is much, even before the Harden trade, significantly better them who Nikola Jokic had to play with. And at this point in the season, both teams have won the same amount of games. Okay. So Jokic has won just as many games against Embiid with a much worse team around him. And when you say Jokic's best attribute is his passing, look who he's passing the ball to. Imagine if he had a Tyrese Maxey or a Seth Curry waiting to catch the ball, or even now a James Harden to play alongside. I'm going for Jokic for this one because Nobody, there's the, the, the Denver Nuggets have no business being the sixth seed in the Western Conference without two of their max caliber players on the court for the entire season. No business whatsoever. I can't argue any of that. I can't argue any of that. Mo, I can't argue one word you said. But again, I'm going to say this from start to finish. Joel Embiid has been the most impactful, even the most dominant player in the entire NBA on both sides, both sides of the ball. Most impactful, aside from the games that have mattered most so far this season. The games with the most amount of pressure, he has not been the most impactful. Okay, that may be true. But in the end, when you say <laughs> offense and defense, Wins and losses. They it's have the interesting. Same when you wins. said that, when you said that, I thought that's where I was at without even knowing that. I said I have them neck and neck. But if you're asking me today, from start to finish, I think Joel. Yeah, I was like, it's like just. <laughs> it's like it's just yeah, like that. But I think they are neck and neck right now, and you said. I can't do that. So I gave you. I respect it. I I have, I have the Jokic kid. Yeah, the Jokic kid. I just want to say this. I think this is great for the NBA. I think this is a great race. And I think when we look back, we're going to look at two of the better centers in this era for the way they play mm -hmm. and what they bring to the game. They both kind of do it in their own way. Okay, Jokic is a different player than Joel 
But in some regards, they're kind of the same. You know, they're kind of like both true bigs. I, so I, I was watching ESPN this morning and I and I, I saw something that really annoyed me. And it was someone, I can't remember who it was. They were on the show and they said, uh, I can't pick Jokic for MVP. He's too slow. I was like, did you not watch no. the game last night? I even texted you when it was on. The Denver Nuggets yeah. just started running and they cut the lead down to five. You saw, I had never seen a guy as big as Jokic try and move his legs that quick to try and get up the court. But most of the time, he doesn't hey. even need to run like that because he catches the rebound with one hand, looks down the court, see if he can throw a touchdown. If he doesn't, he'll push the ball himself. It's crazy to me watching this guy play. I'm glad you brought that up, Bo. Because, because one of the... And Kevin Durant in his interview after the game versus the Philadelphia 76ers, he says something to the effect, we knew that this team wouldn't give second, third, fourth efforts. Talking about the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. One of the things I rewatched the game because I wanted to understand, it's always interesting to me is when you go from one team to another because you kind of know the inner workings of the other team. Yeah. The thing that's interesting that Brooklyn was doing was they really put emphasis on transition when the other when Philly would miss they put emphasis on let's get down and transition mm -hmm. okay if you've watched every game since then watch how the other teams try to copycat league to get from to get from their their defensive end to the offensive end because defensively the Philadelphia 76ers don't get back in transition and that's normally a staple of a Doc Rivers team his transition defense. Now, a lot of that is because James Harden, who now has assumed the primary ball handler position, he's below the free throw line trying to drive. And when he drives and doesn't get fouled, that puts an enormous amount of transition because your shooters now are in the corner. Yeah. Okay. So look for that because Jokic last night, I haven't seen the big fella really get moving like this in a long time mm -hmm. he you <laughs> he can tell flying. he was moving i was like okay clearly transition offense is a key thing that this league this is a very sophisticated league they make it look easy but once they find your weakness mm -hmm. they're going to explore it they're going to exploit it and right now you see it I, I told you in, in, in fun that I think I could beat Jokic in a race right now. Yeah. <laughs> after last but night, I don't fella, know if I could. <laughs> I, after last night, I saw the big fella humping. I said, the big fella, you know what? He was moving last night. Yep. So and, again, and, and just, you know, that transition really, defense they, for the they Sixers. showed something. Transition mm -hmm. defense for the Sixers. How much of that would change if they just weren't complaining for foul calls that they think the refs missed? Because I, I see a lot. I see it with a few other players in the league, not just the Sixers, not just Embiid Harden. You see it with Luke. You see it with Tatum does it a lot as well. Well, I'm, complaining I'm that because what do you expect to happen? Okay, you've taken it to the paint. You've missed your layup. You're complaining to the referee about the foul not being called, but the ball's already passed half court. The other team's attacking. Do you think the referee's going to stop play and say, "Guys, guys, guys, come back. I missed this call." Tatum has convinced me by shouting at me that I missed the call. I, I just don't get it. You know, 
so you know when you when you're when you have a team like this and they and, and you make a, a midseason trade like this it's very difficult to do because you don't have practice time mm. and it's been interesting to watch this trade because when the trade was first made maxi was playing well so well that we said they got a big three now yes Suddenly now, Maxi has fell off, and now Tobias Harris is playing better. And the thing I find interesting is I don't like the pace that the Philadelphia 76ers are playing. I like it when they play fast. I like it when Maxi is allowed to push the pace. I, that's just my now, when Maxi pushes it, I like guards who play downhill. Mo, you can't win yep. in this league yep. when you can't play downhill. Yep. James Harden, I don't think he will get in good enough shape at this stage to be able to play downhill. He has to get in his rhythm. But he, he plays he was in the one rhythm now. finding Maxi on the break right. for those first few games. Yes, because they were playing much faster. Now, yeah. Tobias Harris wasn't as effective because Maxi was moving the ball. They were pushing the ball ahead. Because what you want to do, Mo, is you want to get as many uncontested shots as you can. Yes. I don't like it when they do this slowdown pace with James Harden and they're doing it. So I think Doc Rivers will clean this up, get Maxi back on the ball a little bit, because James Harden right now has slowed the game down to me too much. Yeah, well, I, I, my other thing with Tobias Harris is the ball sticks in his hands too much. The Philadelphia so are so much better when he catches the ball and he makes a quick decision. When he catches the ball and tries to go one-on-one with his defender, tries to find his own bucket through a crowded paint, I don't like that. And sometimes it works, and it shows up on a stat sheet. He's put up 20 points, whatever, 25 points, whatever. But I don't like that. I think that you're right in saying they need to play with a fast pace, but even in the half court, moving the ball more rather than Catching and thinking, I agree. It, I need it, to get myself a bucket. They need to. They need to be, play and try to get as many uncontested shots. Yes, Joel Embiid. To me, you got to simplify this. Joel Embiid is our half court offense. Yep, and he's got, like Kareem. They've he got away from, half court. They've got away oh. from a lot of what they did in the first few games was dribble handoffs with Embiid and Austin. and Harden, yep. but I'm not seeing those same amount in the last couple games. I'm wondering why they've gone away from that. Well, sometimes, Mo, it, you, you, you don't get a chance to practice. James Harden missed a game in there. Practice is very limited. Travel, they've been playing on the road. And right now, Mo, you're trying to just get through the regular season. In addition to, like, these guys just got traded, what, they played, what, six or seven games down together? Is maybe eight games max, yeah. whatever they played. So it's just not enough time. Hopefully, Doc Rivers will be able to clean this up because I don't like the pace they're playing. You, you cannot play at this pace, especially during the regular season, and then win games. You got to play at the regular season pace, and then when the game slows down, JoJo has to get the ball on the box and play and play through him. Mm. All of this pick and pop with JoJo, I don't like that. Pick, roll the big fella to the basket, replace Swing, swing, get him the ball. Let's simplify this game. He's a mismatch right now on every yeah, because right now James Harden is he's he's doing it. It almost reminds me of what you saw in Houston. He's doing be, his be do you, do you want to me, his, his thing again. 
You want me to give them the hot take that I told you that I was going to give them yesterday? Or is, is it too much for them? Do you think it's too much for them? I don't know if the people are going to understand. Give it to us. Give it to us, Mo. Give it to us. Give it to us. All time. I'm taking Paul Pierce over James Harden. And I don't think it's that hard of a take. I don't think it's that hard of a take. Let's look at it like this. Let me break it down for you real quick. Paul Pierce was given two Hall of Fame teammates for one season. In that first season, they win a championship. James Harden has not been able to figure it out with any of his Hall of Fame teammates. Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, Chris Poole, Dwight Howard. Now he's got Joel Embiid. And I'm pretty sure there's more guys that I've left off the list too. All I'm saying is I'm rocking with the truth. And I know people are going to pull up the stats. James Harden scores more threes. And he did it. I'm talking buckets. I ain't talking stats. I'm talking Paul Pierce. Cold hard killer when he was on the court. I got no B. Do you agree with that take? What I agree with is this. <laughs> I'm not getting into politics. This. I'm not getting no no. I'm not I'm not politicking. I'm not do, I'm not dodging this. All right. I can't help. See, the problem is, well, when you play, you, you can't just say things, you gotta understand why you're saying it. Like when I look at James Harden and I say, okay. Hey man, I, I can't discredit a man averaged what 30 something points a game. Fantastic player. scoring MVP. I can't like just whether or not I, I believe he was MVP, but what it doesn't matter. I gotta understand what I'm saying because I have to be accountable for what I say. Can't just say things because I played in that game, played in that game. Mm-hmm. And when you play in that game, you got to respect that game. This ain't about me disrespecting any player. Hey, we are who we are. However, there's a style that you have to play that translates to winning basketball. Okay. Mo, there's a style that you have to play. This isn't, and on I don't both care ends. what era, both I don't care what era you play in. Everybody keeps saying, Oh, old school. The game is different now. No, the game is not different. Now the game, it, it just looks different because the rules are different, but in the end, there's a style that the game is going to come back to whoever's going to be crowned champion. And they're going to do those three things at an elite level better than any other team. They're going to defend, they're going to rebound, and they're going to pass the ball. Okay? Unfortunately, Mo, I tend to look at the game from a championship perspective. And so you should. You're a champion. Yeah, and uh, most some people will look at stats and some people. So when I say this, I'm looking at there's a style that has to be played. And when you say defend and rebound, you can't argue who's better, Paul Pierce or James or James Harden. This isn't me, James Harden. Paul Pierce was one of the elite defenders and competitors in the NBA at his position. That that's just it is that mm-hmm. is what it that's is. That's a fact. That's the kids that, don't know because they only started watching okay? late in his career. That is what it is. You have to play, especially at that wing position. Mo, you hear me say this all the time. Somebody got to stop. Get a stop. If you're yep. going to win a championship, you got to get a stop. Well, you know what? Paul Pierce took on the very best of his era. He took on LeBron. Mm-hmm. He took on Kobe. Mm-hmm. He took on Tracy McGrady. Mm-hmm. He took them all on. And 
he was one of the best on that end of the floor. In addition, he could score. He could score, Mo. He could you score could with give, the best you could of them. You could drop the ball off to him and say, go get a bucket. Now, I'm going to tell you something else about Paul Pierce. Nobody can say, when those lights were shining the brightest, truth will show up at the building. Mm. Now, I don't, hey, hey, that, that's just, it, you, there is a style that you got to look for to say, oh, well, some players can't play championship caliber basketball. There's levels to this, Mo. Yep. Okay, Mo. Let's like, love. So Carl Malone, in the for summer, example, great regular season player. You know, he got to the finals, Mo. And so he, he did. Got to the finals. He got to the finals. He had one. Carl Malone had one problem. Actually, he had two problems. You want me, you want to know what those problems were? I have a big problem, Michael, and I'm not going to say that on the. <laughs> okay, Go ahead. Michael Jordan. Yes, that's his problem. Yes, those were the two problems. He yes. Say one person, but you got to. Say the both that Michael Jordan, Carmelo had Carmelo was MVP. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan was just he was just that he was just that much better. Just that's just what it is. Charles Barkley, Michael Jordan was just that much better. That's just what it is. Okay, Paul Pierce. Getting back to this, plays a championship style of play defensively. Rebounding the ball as a guard, a wing, he was elite. Elite in any era. I don't care what era. Mm-hmm. He was elite. Facts. Okay. Paul Pierce was strong enough to take on a double team in the last four minutes of a game. That's mm-hmm. a whole lot different than just getting, getting 10, 12 assists in a game. Just because you get 10, 12 assists doesn't mean that you are an elite passer in the last four minutes of a game because you got to be strong enough, big enough to accept the double team to create the space so that your other four players have the, have the correct operating space. Paul Pierce was that. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, that's now no one can argue that so that people can understand why I'm saying, I don't think you have a hot take. I just think it's important for people to understand why Paul Pierce was a championship caliber player mm-hmm. because James Harden is going to have to change his style of play if he's going to be named champion in this league. And yeah. part of that is going to be on the defensive end. Yes. And just okay? to bring it all. And he's going to have to, yeah. And he's going to have to rebound and do the. Now, does he get assists and numbers? Yeah. He's clever because James Harden good enough to accept the double team, take on the double team, pass it to where his other four players are in space to operate to get an uncontested shot. I know Paul Pierce can do that because Doc Rivers would jump that ball off to him in the middle of the court. Think mm-hmm. how strong you have to be yep. where they would just dump it off to him in the middle of the court, put the other four guys on the perimeter and say, work. And Paul would either score get fouled or make the right play. And he did that consistently in the fourth quarter and you knew the play was coming. Yes, sir. Not everybody can do that, Mo. So this isn't, don't give me the stats because this isn't about stats. This is about facts. Mm -hmm. Until James Harden shows that. And the interesting thing about this is Doc Rivers coach Paul Pierce. Yep. 
And Doc Rivers now is coaching James Harden. Yep. So I know Doc Rivers knows about defense. And I know this. He knows about how to get the ball to his best player in crunch time. So now we have a chance to see. But Paul Pierce, come on now. Yes, sir. That's the truth. That's the truth. But I just want to bring it full circle and say, James Harden's got an MVP, Paul Pierce don't. But Paul Pierce has a finals MVP. So with Jokic, Giannis, Embiid, whoever it is, I know none of these guys are going to be satisfied with just the MVP. I loved when Giannis won the MVP. He said, listen, I don't care. I want to win a championship. He went out and did it. So not only is the MVP race hotting up, I want to see which one of these guys can deliver in the postseason. And we want to hear from you as well. Get involved in the conversation. Tweet us on social media. Let us know who your MVP pick is. Get involved. We read all your replies. Get involved in the conversation. Because this debate is going to continue for the next three or four Mo, weeks as the can, season continues. I, Go ahead. Mo, can I, can I ask you this one question? Of course. I was still playing in the league when I saw this, Mo. David Robertson, mm-hmm. the great David Robertson, Admiral. the Admiral, was receiving his MVP trophy. And on the other end, there was a man by the name of Hakeem, Hakeem <laughs> Olajuwon. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Do you think, Mo, that if they're announcing the MVP, that they're just getting someone else at the other end yes. riled up? Because I'm telling yes. you right now. I remember watching that, Mo. That was one of the craziest performances from Hakeem's career. Mo, Mo, let me tell you this, Mo. I know we run out of time, but I'm going to say this. Charles Barkley received the MVP that year, as he should. When we won, I don't know, the third championship or something, 92 or 93, I can't remember. And I remember that look (laughs) in Jordan's eyes. (laughs) And that's all I'm saying, Mo. So, Mo, whoever receives the MVP not named Giannis, better be ready because I'm telling you right now, I'm seeing that look. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing that look, Mo. I've seen this look. And when when you receive that MVP, you better be able to back it up. Well... Unfortunately for us, the league no longer gives out the MVP on court during the playoffs. They do a ceremony for it at the end of the season, uh, at the end of the playoffs. But I'm hoping, I don't know when it's coming out this year. Usually it's the end of June. But I hope. I, I wish they would announce it before the playoffs begin and give oh, them the motivation. Mo, Mo, that's what keeps it, Mo. Mm. That's what keeps it hype. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you right now, these guys are listening. They may not comment. But they're listening. And I'm telling you, Mr. Antetokounmpo is listening. I respect He's listening, Mo. League needs to be afraid. League needs to be afraid. But, you know. And I wouldn't be surprised if KD is not listening. Yeah. Now, Mo. Draymond still thinks he's the defensive player of the year, even though he missed a few months. These guys care. Think about this, Mo. In the Eastern Conference, you got KD, Giannis, and Joel Embiid, what a treat. I'll tell you. What a treat. <laughs> I got to give yourself you, this you credit. I'm not taking you gotta, you gotta, you gotta listen to. You got to watch our YouTube, CBD's reaction when I say these things. And, 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 tell <laughs> And, 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 though, and DeRozan. And we got to go some love in DeRozan, too. Yeah, you know what? We got to call. I got to get Stacey King on. Because 100%. you know what? 
Did you see they lost last night? No, but the, the comeback where, where they almost closed the gap and they couldn't get... I thought they were going to win. They came back for what? 23 points down, made it a three-point game. And DeRozan was being trapped for almost the entirety of the fixture around half court. But, to, but you can't lose these games. Now you yeah, can't, can't lose. lose you can't lose to the Sacramento the, Kings at this project. at this stage of the season. You can't lose these type of games. That's facts. And yeah, do you know what else you mean. can't do? You can't miss an episode of the Hoop Genius podcast. So make sure that you're subscribed. Apple, Spotify, leave us a review if you enjoy the show. We appreciate all of you guys who tune in. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Tweet out the show. Do whatever you can do to spread the love because we're going to keep bringing you amazing episodes as the season continues to roll on. We'll be back. And we're still going to answer all your questions on Friday's edition of Hoopology. We didn't get a chance last week because we had special guests come through. But we still got your questions there, ready to be answered. So you still got a, one more day to get your questions in. Be ready. Because we're coming. Friday, we'll be back. But we'll be back tomorrow morning as well. Talking about all the biggest topics around the NBA. And until then, my peoples, get buckets. <laughs>